When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Alrighty, what's going on, everybody? My name is Josh. Welcome to the Barca Blogronas podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Kevin Williams is going to be joining us to chat a bit about the Barcelona-Bayern Munich match. We're going to talk about our old pal, our old buddy, uh, Ronald Koeman. Uh, Kevin writes for the Barcelona football blog, and uh, he was at the Barcelona-Bayern match, so we're going to get some firsthand experience of what the crowd was like, kind of talk about whether it's tactics or talents, all of that and more. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you are not subscribed, and I will talk to you guys uh, here in a minute with Kevin. All right, thanks. All righty, everybody. Welcome to the Barca Blog Runners podcast. My name is Josh. I am joined by Kevin Williams, who was kind enough to join us the day after a flight home from Barcelona. Kevin, how are we doing? Really well. Um, a night all um, a jet lag. The uh, food come down is still uh, something of a shock. Um, we discovered that uh, Barcelona is vegan heaven, and um, uh, being vegan, there were a number of amazing places that uh, we tried. A, a couple of them we got turned on to by uh, Rick Sharma, um, noted um, uh, football journalist. And yeah, uh, weather was amazing. Uh, we rented a lovely apartment. Nothing wrong with it. The uh, best trip ever. So it was cool. Nice. So g- give us give us the one food that you're going to be thinking about in like two weeks, jealous that you can't have it anymore. Everything um, uh, from the uh, uh, pastries. We um, found this uh, Venezuelan uh, place that made these um, uh, uh, little sandwiches. They call them arepas and they stuffed them with like uh, they have this this vegan, this plant based chicken that I mean, you had to really make sure they didn't get your food order wrong. Cause it was like, this, this has to be chicken. This is too good to not be chicken. And uh, so yeah, it was just, I mean, the food there was was top to bottom, just every bit as wonderful as I remember it. It's hard because I mean, here in America we have good food, but like the ingredients are different. And it's just like France to Spain, it's that same sort of difference where it's like, okay. So yeah, I mean, just, one thing, it's hard to nail down one thing. It was just uh, this fantastic uh, gustatory uh, debauch for that eight days. We just tried to eat everything. There you go. So before we were recording, you were talking about how you went to the Barcelona B match and then, of course, the uh, the lovely uh, Barcelona match. And 
I do kind of want to get a sense of like, what was the atmosphere like before the Bayern match? Like, did the crowd see it, seem excited, nervous, a bit of both? Um, they seemed resigned, right? I mean, it was like this, not, not as much march um, uh, to the uh, gallows as uh, they understood where their team was, where their team is, and, and they understood where Bayern was and is. Um, they understood that the uh, best uh, possible result uh, would have been a nil-nil that uh, would have required a perfect match, which uh, as we uh, both saw, they did not play. Um, and so, yeah, the crowd was just sort of like, you know, we're going to watch something. And I mean, the people who didn't know better and were hopeful, um, uh, but there was very little hope uh, detected in people speaking Catalan and or Spanish. Was there a was there a moment where things flipped, I guess, in terms of kind of the the feeling around the stadium? Because I know, like for me at least, I thought Barcelona played like pretty well in the first half. Uh, they obviously the Eric Garcia mistake kind of led to a goal. Um but overall I thought they didn't look horrible in the first half. And so did things kind of flip in the second half where it felt more inevitable, like, okay, now we're just holding on for dear life. Let's hope this isn't, you know, six nil and that we can keep it in decent range. So I recall the um, uh, post-match comments by uh, Nagelsmann, where he said, yeah, for the first uh, 10 minutes, we were sort of weird that we made a couple of adjustments and things got straightened out. I mean, that was sort of very evident live. Um, and, and for those who've never uh, been to a live Barcelona match, it's like, it's, it's really impossible to describe. You're seeing a fraction on TV of what's really going on. And it's, it's startling the uh, difference. Like, I mean, one thing you don't see is just, so uh, there's this weird sort of resistance to physical uh, capabilities uh, the Barca fan base. We are uh, uh, fixated on the idea of a, like, Pedri saves the world, right? And so uh, to have the um, uh, Bayern players all, um, as uh, Michael Cox uh, described them in uh, their, his really good piece uh, for the athletic, you know, they were bigger, stronger, faster, and just as technically skilled. So it was this sort of um, truly men against um, uh, boys. And, you know, uh, the first 10 minutes, uh, Barca got a little stuck in, uh, moved the ball around some, I mean, uh, but the, all of the um, flaws in the way they approached matches were easily at exploited by Bayern, who looked like, you know, they were uh, playing with two extra men. They always had a place to put the uh, ball. They always uh, had running room with uh, the ball. I mean, that Muller goal, I mean, you know, nobody closed them down. And you could see uh, Busquets sort of, you know, um, uh, trying to run in his, you know, very gangly, sort of, you know, slow motion way, but I mean, nobody closed them down and Bayern could do what they um, wanted and they really weren't playing full gas. And you could really see that live in the stadium. They were not 100%. They were just cruising. 
Yeah, and that was the scary thing is you look at the gap between the two clubs and it just didn't feel like Byron were, like I think I heard someone say turning the screws um, talking about it this week. I just didn't feel like like they kicked it into that final gear. And I guess a lot has been discussed about the gap between the two. Like th- there was an expected gap heading in. Um, there's We saw that gap occur. Uh, there was not a single shot on target from Barcelona. Uh, was this about talent or tactics for you? Um, man, it's about um, everything: talent, tactics, um, age, uh, physical capabilities, um, um, movement. Um, this was as comprehensive. I mean, three 0 was a, a flattering scoreline. I mean, you know, Bayern had they really hit the gas, could have laid another, you know, three or four goals on Barcelona easily. Um, it was. But they got to every uh, 50-50 ball. Um, uh, every contested move was won by them. Every contest was won uh, by them in the air or on the ground. Um, uh, the biggest uh, problem right now, I think, for Barcelona, aside from having way too many old people in key positions, is that uh, they lack uh, belief. They never looked like they were thinking they had a shot. When you look at how, um, and I've now forgotten who drew against PSG, when you watched how uh, they played the match, right? I mean, um, uh, 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 they were jam-packed with belief, right? And they ran and they worked and they shoved and they fought and they believed they could uh, get a result. At no time did it feel like uh, Barcelona um, uh, believed they could get a result. And that was the strangest thing about that match is how far that team has fallen psychologically. Yeah, and the, the I, I think it was Bruges that drew with PSG, but the... Um, yeah, Bruges, yeah. Yeah, the, the lack of belief, I guess, is something that that I think we saw like a little bit of last year, even though there was still some hope, like, oh, maybe Messi can save us. Now the whole Messi can save us thing is gone. I I guess with the influx of youth that Kuman insists upon, um, deservedly so, is I guess I expected some sort of like youthful, I guess like irrational faith or irrational like care. And it doesn't seem like, I, I don't know if it's like the strange mix of the old guards still there who they kind of, they don't see things with rose colored glasses maybe, but then there's this influx of youth and it doesn't seem like even... The young players believe all that much. Oh, well, you did see things really pick up when Gavi and uh, Demir uh, came in, and then they picked up even more when um, uh, Balde came in. Because I mean, uh, these guys like on eighteen, um, uh, nobody uh, told me these guys are better than us. I mean, Gavi was running around and getting stuck in. Uh, Demir was uh, trying things. I mean. Um, uh, uh, Balde was fantastic. I mean, much uh, better than he was in the uh, Barca B match on Sunday. So, I mean, yeah, there was that drive, that that energy, but I mean, that drive and energy wasn't matched um, by the compatriots. And I mean, it, it's so I, I think you now have a, a traumatized team. So, like, I think PK, um, uh, Busquets, um, certainly um, uh, Jordi Alba. Um, Sergio 
uh, baritone. I mean, when that much significant failure happens, you flinch. And uh, they were playing off the back foot uh, the whole match. Um, they weren't driving at Bayern at all. Um, they didn't um, uh, try to put them under uh, pressure at all. And so it was just a team that seemed to lack, well, that lacked of belief. And I don't know, I mean, I know how you fix that. And some of it is obviously uh, getting rid of the uh, traumatized uh, players, but it's also this psychological, I mean, I don't know if uh, they have a, a team psychologist. I know that uh, Luis Enrique did, um, but they need one. My Lord, they need one. <laughs> yeah, honestly, so on a positive note, right, trying to glean something from this uh, somewhat devastating result, even though we all kind of expected it. Um, who stood out for you from the Barcelona side? Um, it has to I be one think, of the young guys, right? Like, I mean, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought uh, Gavi was wonderful. Um, fearless, um, um, smart on the ball and energetic off it. I thought um, 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 Balde was was a delight. He just tried to make that uh, uh, flank his own. I think that, um, um, let's see, in terms of first team uh, players, I think that the Arujo uh, came to play. I think that um, Pedri did as well, but it was, you know, he looked, uh, like a mascot out there among the Bayern players. <laughs> and it was striking me. There was uh, a one moment he uh, faced up against Hupa uh, Manzano, and it just looked like a youth player um, uh, playing playing a grown-up. And, I mean, and the uh, Bayern defender just, you know, calmly took the ball, didn't even, like, rough him up. He's like, please give me that. And just... Um, I took it and walked away. And it was just, it was the most, and, you know, it's not like, so I think that, you know, those players were fun to watch. And I think that the Young was, Frankie, was incredibly frustrated. And I, um, uh, Michael Cox uh, got at some of that in his piece. And you could really see it in the, um, from the stands that he wanted more from his teammates and seemed uh, disappointed that, that more was not forthcoming. Yeah. So uh, the internet blogosphere is obviously just all the reports from Spain talking about 2 a.m. meetings after uh, Kuman sacking, all that sorts of stuff. Um, this result wasn't surprising to any of us. No. Do you think Kuman makes the season? Well, I mean, so it's kind of like when you're. Uh, buying a car, right? And you think, okay, A, how much uh, does the car I have suck? And B, is there a better car, right, that I can uh, lay my hands on? You know, right now, I mean, when I survey the managerial uh, landscape, if they fire him, uh, who's available, right? I mean, um, people talk about uh, uh, Gallardo, uh, who knows if he's available? Uh, I would have to think if he was. I mean, for me, Right now, firing him as satisfying as it would be doesn't make a lot of sense because there's no one better to step in. Because, I mean, look, the team is broken. And if you're uh, talking about the sort of comprehensive rehab that needs um, 
place to happen, um, not only with uh, talent, but with uh, psychology. I mean, bringing somebody in in no October and saying, hey, here's the uh, uh, keys to this uh, broken down bus, right? Let's see what you can do, is not an ideal. I mean, that you're setting a new manager up for failure. That said, does he make the season? No, I mean, I don't, I think he's gone by January window. Um, it would shock me if he, I mean, mind you, the uh, team could uh, turn around, start uh, playing amazing football. We don't yet know the difference that Fatih and uh, Dembele will make, um, but you could see moments uh, during that uh, Bayern match where those wings were just begging for a uh, player to make a run and a place to put the ball and said all they had was the statue named uh, Luke de Jong standing in the middle watching balls over his head. Um, it was it was bleak. So I mean if if those two players come back then suddenly the attack looks very different. I mean the other thing is does uh Kuhn have the courage to um, start um, on Nico over uh, Busquets and I think that he should find that uh, courage from uh, somewhere because it is I mean yes uh, Busquets is an icon uh, he's dazzling with the uh, ball at his feet um, um, blah blah etc um, uh, but he can't move he can't move and so um, his his immobility creates so many imbalances, especially with uh, Jordi Alba, uh, basically spending most of his match in the uh, opposition box. It's just he's he's too much to overcome for that midfield. He also creates uh, problems for the back line. I think uh, with Nico in there, that first uh, goal doesn't happen. Yeah, and I. That's just I so you you. you perfectly started off the conversation after my question about if not Ronald, then who, right? And that's kind of the question for the last few years we've had to ask ourselves as we've, you know, cycled through managers, right? Is when we fire this guy, like who's the next person we're going to bring in? And I think if you look at, if you look at Barcelona's, Barcelona's overall roster from right now to when human initially came in, I, I don't think anyone would say it's better uh, for sure. Oh. I, I would say it's obviously <laughs> worse. Even if you take Messi off the table, I still think yeah. it's worse. And so Yes, like you could argue maybe his tactics aren't exactly what you'd like to see. But when I see Sat Kuman, I'm like, for what? Right? Even if you brought in your dream manager, you're bringing him into, like you said, kind of a broke, I think you said broken down bus. And it's like, yeah. how is that going to one? How's that manager going to be able to thrive? Is he going to leave a, probably a, a better job if he's a better manager to come to the, you know, the, the pizzazz of Barcelona, obviously? But you're coming to a, a club that has money issues, a club that, for the foreseeable future isn't going to be more talented than its European counterparts. And so I just don't understand the appeal of, even if like, I, I just don't understand the appeal of Sack and Kuman at all this year, even if they're playing horrible, like I, I, you're just going to bring in another caretaker. That's just going to get sacked in another 16 months. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, I mean, when you think about uh, the uh, overall neglect um, that has brought us here, right? I mean, you know, really a team overhaul should have begun after Rome. It certainly should have begun after Anfield. 
And still, here we are. I mean, it's it's it is completely inexcusable that PK is still considered by many their best center back. He isn't, um, but that he starts every match because there's no clear cut alternative, and he's like eight thousand years old in football years. I mean, that's that's inexcusable. Um, Albuquerque. Um, I mean. So back when Oriel uh, Busquets uh, was a uh, thing before the major injury, man, he was fantastic. And uh, the uh, clear air apparent, and then he went down with a um, major injury. Uh, but people have this addiction to Busquets that I just don't understand given his uh, current state. I mean, that doesn't even get into the fullbacks. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, but Dest should be an apprentice uh, to a better fullback until he learns the game. And Alba is just not up to it on any standard step, uh, making that one uh, uh, blind pass to where uh, Messi used to be. I mean, I just, it's, it's, it's grim. And I mean, there are answers. You know, I think that, um, that you know, Kuhlman could like go full on youth and you know not play any like you know just sit the geezers and at least yeah you'll get uh, mistakes uh, you'll get weird goals conceded but i mean you'll get energy you'll get life and you'll get a hopeful sign for the uh, future right now it's just all these old people losing around and you know people it's funny people were riding sergi roberto really hard after the match and uh, they were in the stands as well and while and I, um, I watched it with um, uh, with Olivan and we were uh, both like man he's a uh, grim um, but he was responsible for none of the goals right I mean his his only uh, problem right now is he's lost that step uh, that he had that made him sort of like that use for everywhere, man. So right now, once he lost that step, you know, that little physical uh, capability he had, he now has none. And so he's just a uh, turnstile out there. I don't know, I mean, the so many uh, questions, the answers are clear-ish, but I mean, you've really uh, got to overhaul everything. Um, but as I wrote in my uh, post-match, right, I mean, when you have a, a club being run um, uh, like a local uh, butcher shop, I mean, who's going to make those changes, right? I mean, there's like, FC Barcelona is not a modern institution in um, uh, any way except uh, social media, sort of. And so when you look at the work that has to happen, right, and this, this frankly, semi uh, dimwitted dogmatism right that that uh, surrounds the way everybody expects uh, the team to uh, uh, play tactically i mean nobody plays like barcelona uh, doesn't europe anymore there's a reason <laughs> right but people still are well you know if we uh play you know on the right positional football and you know, move the ball right you know things will happen no because i mean bayern is stronger faster Bigger, you know, Chelsea, stronger, faster, bigger. PSG, stronger, faster, bigger. Uh, uh, down the list, City, 
uh, Liverpool. I mean, every top European side now is playing this uh, dynamic, modern um, uh, game. And here's Barcelona, right? Just kind of stroking the ball around. You hope magic will happen. It's not going to happen. It's that that era is done. So I don't know. I mean, fixing the uh, club, it, it's fixable, but not with the people currently running it. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, there you go. Uh, last thing I wanted to talk to you about was, uh, I guess this news broke. I guess it's been a few days now when uh, Joan Laporto was talking about Javier Tebes, um and his comments on <laughs> Messi's departure. For it, he said it wasn't for financial reasons and that he feels Barcelona have been psychologically kidnapped uh i think i read that correct by real madrid um one have they been psychologically kidnapped and two do you i i guess just what's your perspective on javier tebas's comments and kind of how la liga perceives barcelona so i i don't think that they've been kidnapped uh, but i do think that they're being held hostage uh, by by aspiration i mean um, uh, Florentino is uh, uh, going to sign Mbappe next summer. Uh, wanted to splash, whether that was uh, uh, hubris or not, up to 200 mil uh, for him. He uh, picked up uh, Kama uh, Vinga. What a player uh, for a song. Um, they have a, a glittering new stadium to play in, right? I mean, so they are like the rich neighbor that um, uh, Barcelona uh, looks at and says, now it could be like that. And so they uh, try to emulate that neighbor. And so I think that the Super League thing with all, with rejecting the uh, CBC deal, I mean, I th- think they're held hostage by their own sort of need to keep up with the Joneses. And so it's, I mean, I think, look, so people are writing off. Um, Tebas automatic, right? My thinking is, um, uh, what does he gain by lying about this? And once you ask yourself that question, then it leads to a number of of other very uncomfortable questions and a couple of answers that maybe people don't want to face. Mind you, they're all uh, full of it. Uh, the question right now is a degree, right? And I mean, you know, that's hard to sort. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of all I had for you. Uh, what are you working on right now for this site? Kind of what's your um, 
kind of yeah just what, what are you working on for the site right now so uh, right now nothing because my pieces sort of come from this thought i have and then a half hour later there's a uh, there's a, a thousand words um my my um, um my process is pretty organic that way like i mean the the post match took uh, 25 uh, minutes right on a, a tablet so i don't really work on things as much as look for things that make me um, I want to start thinking with a, a keyboard you know i think that um right now i'm really fascinated by the belief people have and um, um and uh, laporta i'm really fascinated by that he's done nothing to inspire that faith he's done nothing to instill belief and that weird weird video message the other day i mean i, I it's just like what the hell was that and so that really interests me right now Okay, and so I'm I'm glad you brought that up. We can talk about that for another minute or two. So, is that belief purely based off of his past? And I guess my question would be like, I guess I don't really know what he could have done differently since he's been elected to bring sort of like to bring doubt. So yes, it's 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 all about his past, right? I mean, basically, uh, he was there when lightning struck, and. So do you get full, I mean, yes, he made a Guardiola decision. He's made a number of decisions that helped that um, a lightning strike. Um, but yeah, it's his past, right? And his future. I mean, if you believe their fun with numbers uh, versus uh, Bartomeu's fun with numbers, I recall it was the exact same thing when they took over that, oh my, my God, when this huge amount of debt we can't afford to make on color copies. And uh, Laporta was saying, no, we showed a uh, profit and here it is, right? So both sides are having a fun with numbers. I think that for me, I want transparency. That's all I want right now from him. Um, uh, I want him to own his decisions, to, uh, to uh, talk about the direction he sees for the club. Yeah, 100% agree. I think the one area that he was, I think he was both very transparent and also not transparent soon enough was with Messi. Yes. In my opinion, at least. Yeah, well, he, I mean, I thought he should have, have come right out and said, this was my choice to not keep Messi, right? And I feel like he, he sort of ob obliquely said that. Um, but he didn't just like step up and say, yeah, it was my call. And here's why I um, uh, did. And you have your uh, flow charts, you have your numbers, and you make that decision make sense. Because right now, especially when you hear this uh, blather about 70 million uh, for um, uh, Danny Almo, because it's like, oh, good Lord, really? I mean, then it really doesn't make sense, right? I mean, so right now, nothing about the Messi departure makes sense. Mind you, I think that they are a better overall group without Messi, even if they're less dangerous, because right now you don't have uh, one player standing around, okay, uh, guys, when the uh, ball is 
uh, Reading Albiovi, right? I mean, but yeah, he's, uh, right now he needs to uh, really own that more. And I, I'm, as days go by, I more and more regret that Fumped uh, didn't have a chance in that election. Because I, I think it, uh, his decisions and choices would have been very interesting. Yeah, more of a wild card. Um, yeah, right. so only time will tell. Uh, Kevin, thank you for joining us off of a uh, fun week of travel that was, I'm sure, both enjoyable, hectic, tiring, all of the above. Uh, get some rest. All right. Thanks for having me. It was huge fun.